0: Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, an actual play podcast. Every episode microplot is a complete adventure with a beginning and an end that fits into the overarching macroplot of the whole season. Because they stand sturdily on their own, you can listen to these adventures in any order and can skip any you don't enjoy. Today we are playing using the combat mechanics from a game called Lewis's Unified Role Playing System, which we'll refer to by the short acronym LERPS. It's our first time playing Lerps, so we might make some mistakes. If you enjoy these mechanics, you can find Lerps on drive-thru RPG. Build your own Lerps character and play a game with friends. Speaking of friends, today we are joined by Errol Corvidbow.
1: Yes, I am uh, a four foot tall halfling with a large wide brimmed hat, uh, a Eye patch over my right eye that covers a burn scar that covers the right side of my face, as well as a puffy white shirt and gold rings on my fingers. Currently, I am lacing and polishing a my second pair of new boots.
0: Rain Ilvaby.
2: I am a five foot two human-looking woman with a dirty ash blonde hair, uh, a scar over my left eye rendering it blind, and. I'm clad in adventurous gear, and I'm, as always, wearing my headscarf.
0: Kitschy, I'm a little worried about your eye after the track record of these two.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And Kitshi Karovnika. Enchante. Uh, I am Kitschy, and uh, I do not have any issues with my eyes as of yet. Uh, (laughs) So thank you for your worry. I will keep an eye on that. Uh, I am a fairy, three foot one in stature. And 54 pounds, so quite petite. Uh, I wear a tattered black ruffled dress with black lace overlays and brass adornments. Uh, I do have a crooked black witch's hat on, uh, where I have hung some dried flora that I am planning to use in a spell later. Um, I have very heavy dark makeup on, uh, very important in order to keep away the... uh, people who are concerned of that type of thing and uh my lipstick extends beyond the creases of my lips
0: (laughs) (laughs) i like how you're wearing makeup sort of like how animals are red
3: (laughs) yes it is really a um defense mechanism but also just to find the correct people to surround myself with
0: nice strategic uh positioning. All right, you are all <laughs> out on the sparkling waves. Far out on the open water on a boat. It's a luxury party yacht, and Rain's friend invited you all out for a day trip. Rain, can you please describe Paciano Cabrera for your party members? Of course. Um, Paciano is
2: a very... Um, he has a very grand aura uh he's a merchant he's clad in everything shiny and glittery um seven billion scarves uh fabrics where you can't pronounce the name uh he looks around 35 um don't ask him about his age though um he has dark brown hair that uh, shimmers a little in the sun and warm olive skin Um, and his eye color is that of honey, which some people also sometimes attribute to his voice, which, uh, he will tell you that they do. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yes, he looks like the son of a peacock and a bird of paradise. (laughs) That describes him the best, I think.
0: (laughs) Paciano has invited all of you for a fun day on a luxury yacht. This yacht has a white frame... Bright in this strong sun. The level of the yacht closest to the water shows 12 windows. It's a pretty big boat. The middle level is half sun exposed and half walled and windowed. The tippetiest top level of the yacht features a covered pilot's chair. If you'd like to get a pen and paper, you all can write down your fellow cast members for this adventure. Do you all have a writing utensil? Yes. Yes, ma'am.
3: Always. (laughs) All right.
0: There are three people on the sun deck. The first, an olive skinned woman, human, in her early 20s, jet black hair, wearing a short sun dress with color coordinated capri pants. This woman is soaking up the sun on the middle deck. Let me know when you've got that.
1: Check. Check. Check.
0: Got it. Sunbathing with her is another human woman, brown, loosely curled, long hair, thin, pale skin, wearing a sleeveless shirt and with a jacket tied around her waist. Let me know when you've got that.
3: Check. Check.
0: Got it. Next to the woman with the brown, loosely curled, long hair is a three and a half foot tall, handsome fairy guy with light pink skin and a blonde crew cut. He's wearing a cream colored, high-collared jacket with gold and jewels. Let me know when you've got the
3: three people on the sun deck. Check. So surprised. <laughs> Check. But I'm
0: glad. I'm glad you recognize. <laughs> <laughs> And Rain and Errol? Check. Check. Great. The last two people on this yacht with you and Paciano are, of course, the volunteer security guards. One of them is a mid-twenties, five-foot-five-inch-tall human. He has curly brown hair, brown eyes, and brown skin. Let me know when you've written that down. hmm Check. Check. Good. I'm hoping to see some recognition from some people.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm not. Okay, All right. the other, the last person, is an early teenage volunteer security guard in training. He's had a recent growth spurt and put on muscle for the first time in his life. He's got black hair, tan skin, is human... And if his voice didn't crack when he speaks, you'd be more disheartened by the alpha male rhetoric he's been spouting so far today. Let me know once you've got that last person. And if you'd like anything repeated about the five people joining you and Paciano
3: on today's party boat. This is going to be quite a surprise
1: for all of us. (laughs) Uh, I'm good, I think. Same. Okay. All right, so um did we did we come here for a party?
3: Yes, <laughs> you are currently partying <laughs> It seems that we are probably not the best at
1: partying
0: <laughs> What would each of you be doing on this party yet uh
1: I will approach uh, uh kitchy mm. and uh i will uh i will say uh, uh pardon me i I haven't seen you Around the guild hall before. I, oh, I, let me
0: put that in context. I'm All sorry. fire breathing kittens members know one another because you spend time drinking together in the guild hall. You know Kitschy. You know Rain. And the reason why you're here is because Rain invited her friends from the guild hall to this party boat.
1: Ah, uh, okay. Well, I I love your whole uh, attire. I I really in- appreciate your uh, makeup.
3: Ah yes. Um. Probably wasn't the best choice, given the circumstances of the sun being out and all, but um, thank you. I appreciate the compliment.
1: Would you care for a drink? Is there a bar?
3: I do hope so. (laughs) I might uh, need one uh, at at this very moment. Half of the boat is a bar. Beautiful. Sounds like Paciano. Uh, something with gin, herbaceous in nature would be wonderful if you would uh, wouldn't mind.
1: Uh, Rain, how about you? Would you like a drink?
2: Uh, Rain was is currently like, she would be halfway over the railing if she wasn't scared of it, <laughs> but she's very excited to be out at sea because she's never been before and it's very obvious. Um, and when you talk to her, she like snaps out of it.
1: She's like, oh, what? Sorry, the waves. <laughs> Uh, would you care for a drink? I was going to get uh, some refreshments.
2: Oh yes, uh, I've I've heard um, the the pina colada is supposed to be nice.
1: <laughs> and I will approach the bar and ask for a pina colada, uh, I guess a gin and juice, perhaps a cranberry, and a uh, a rum of some sort. Paciano
0: Cabrera with his I'm going to try to do his rolled R's, right? (laughs) Um, Yeah. He gestures, and as he gestures, his fingers are covered in glittery jewels and and rings, and he's like a peacock. (laughs) And he's like, help yourself.
1: (laughs) 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 All right, open bar. Yeah. I will, will, uh, to the best of my ability, I'm no mixologist, but... To the best of my ability, I will attempt to make our own drinks. And uh, is there a tip? Well, no, I would be tipping myself because I'm <laughs> making the drinks. So <laughs> in that case, I will uh, compliment Paciano on his jewelry, though, before I walk off with my drinks. Paciano, I, I, love, I love your jewelry. It's very, very tasteful.
0: Thank you. There were no R's in that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Grazie.
1: <laughs> then I will return to my friends with the drinks.
3: Very much appreciated. Um rain, you you seem a little distressed. Uh, is everything all right? Uh I I thought I saw something in the waves, but I'm not sure, and I'm not sure if that's supposed to be there
2: or not. But um maybe it's just my
3: imagination. <laughs> Kitchy just looks at you a little quizzically. Um, And then hands you like a little route of sorts, um, just in case uh, you get any uh, motion sickness. Oh, thanks. Um,
1: (laughs) Yes, I'd like to take a look at the surroundings as well. Like, are we just in open water or is there uh, any kind of scenery nearby?
0: Completely open water. You're past the legal boundary of the country, if that makes sense. This is party zone.
1: Oh, okay. That kind of party. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do have one more thing I'd like to do. Do you guys have anything you want to do? I've been kind of uh, taking over the situation. You are welcome to do your own thing.
2: Rain would probably tip you for the drink. <laughs> I mean, you can't tip yourself, but I can. <laughs>
3: Um I can also uh hand you a little snippet of root <laughs> in form of tip. <laughs> uh what kind of root? Uh it is uh if you smell it, um it has kind of a astringent odor to it. Um it is licorice.
1: Oh. Yeah. My favorite <laughs> of all the roots you could have given me.
3: <laughs> it is uh, quite
1: wonderful at
3: settling the stomach uh, but don't eat too much because you'll have some issues
1: <laughs> <laughs> i will take that into consideration especially out at sea <laughs> Yeah. so so rain where was this thing that you uh might have seen i would like to take a look and see if i see anything
2: uh i'm not sure i mean i just looked outside so could just in any of the waves i mean i did also see something behind the door the other day, but it didn't smell anything, so there probably wasn't anything there, so I might just be worried about nothing, as
0: Paciano tends to remind me.
1: <laughs> GM, uh, if, if I take a good look at the waves, do I see anything?
0: As you walk to look at the waves, you walk past some of the people that you failed to recognize. Maybe it was <laughs> seeing them out of context, but the curly-haired volunteer security guard sees you walking to the railing to peer out at the waves and says errol oh
1: doc <laughs> oh good you did <laughs> i was worried <laughs> it's so good to see you how How have you been i've been great ever
0: since i uh hung out with you i've been like and you introduced me to the, some of your fire-breathing kittens friends because you did promise to get a drink with him after <laughs> in the episode so you probably had him over at the guild bar right yeah sure yeah local bar discount <laughs> I'm so glad you introduced me to Rain and to Paciano, because I wouldn't be out here on this boat today as a volunteer security guard if you hadn't.
1: Oh, it's no problem. Uh, I I always look out for people who look out for me, so I, it's good to have you here.
0: It's good to be here. And he like leans back in a lounge chair. <laughs> with sunglasses on <laughs> and next to him there's like the little he's like 14 or like young teens like he just hit his first growth spurt and he's got muscle for the first time doesn't know what to do with it like little volunteer security guard next to him mimics him exactly puts on sunglasses the same way
1: <laughs> <laughs> i i do want to warn you though doc i don't want to distress you but things always go kind of crazy when fire breathing kittens get together so so just make sure you're being <laughs> alert.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm on it. And he, like, takes his sunglasses off, sits up, and looks around at the waves.
1: <laughs> oh, you can... I mean... uh, Yeah, that's fine. You're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> he starts pacing around the boat. Just, just let me know if you see anything suspicious. How about that? You got it. All right. Awesome, man. <laughs> and I will return to my friends.
3: Kitchy, where are you? Kitchy is kind of placing themselves, um, on the other side of Rain so that contact or or visibility with, uh, their brother (laughs) is kind of lost at every possible point. Avoiding coming in contact with their brother at all costs, (laughs) Uh, while trying to, like, concentrate on the conversation with Rain. Uh, but very distracted. Um, and maybe like having a couple like uh, moments of uh neurotic picking at her skin. A little distressed.
2: Hey, uh are are you okay? I mean, I know nervous nervous people wanna see them because she like raises her hands <laughs> and they're also kinda like messed up a little bit. <laughs>
3: Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. So so tell me a little bit more about um, these things that you've been seeing. You said something about a door and something behind it. Were, were you hearing stuff as well? No, it's just shadows. Shadows? Oh, well, I can't say I'm unfamiliar. <laughs> um, Size? <laughs> uh... <laughs> Do they resemble a particular type of form? Are they bipedal?
2: I mean, no, I It's like in the corner of my eye usually, so ah. I don't really. It's just kind of like um, I have had I've had that for like a very long time, uh, and it it doesn't help that uh, lately I've had a a run in with um, someone who does not make me feel very secure. I might have beaten up three of us <laughs>
3: for our oh. kittens. So oh I'm just a little bit on edge. <laughs> that is entirely understandable, my dear. Um, well, I will do my best to protect you in any sort of way and give advice if you would like. Um, what you've been experiencing, though, I, I do tell me if you s- notice it again. I, I would love to investigate further and see if I could be any of assistance. Um her face kind of like lights up a little bit and she she like
2: looks very relieved. And she's like, "Oh yeah, thank you. I will." And like under her headscarf like on the sides like where her ears are <laughs> that are under the headscarf like her head kind of like wiggles a little bit. <laughs> like human uh, ears do.
1: <laughs> Rain, how do you how do you feel about animals? Uh I I love animals, why? <laughs> uh Errol will grab Drake who's been following him behind him this whole time. And he definitely had him with him. <laughs> anyway, he he hands Drake to Ray and he's like, It's my emotional support duck. She melts. She's like Oh <laughs> 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 I've never I don't think I've described him very well before, but he is a he's a wood duck with a green head. Oh, that's so
2: cute. <laughs> she would definitely cool would be like oh are you can you help me be more calm oh thank you so
0: much <laughs> and then screaming from
3: <laughs> let's go
0: it's <laughs> just good good segue uh, doc is like
1: errol what's up doc
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's pointing Off the starboard side of the yacht, way off in the distance, the horizon isn't entirely flat anymore.
1: All right. (laughs) Guys, it looks like there is something in the water. Is it (laughs) land? Yeah. What do we see? (laughs) What is over there? How would you find out? I will go closer to the railing and uh, do my best to make it out. Has anybody got an eyeglass or something? Paciano hands you a spyglass. Excellent. With that, I will approach the uh, railing and look over with the spyglass. You see a
0: wide-based green pyramid rising up from the horizon. We found Atlantis.
1: <laughs> Guys, there's a pyramid.
0: Well, it. I, I wanted to say triangle, but then someone might imagine the pointy side down. So I'm like, no, <laughs> a pyramid, <laughs> a triangle. You know, yeah. Uh...
3: Are we aware of that existing out in this area? It
1: feels like a very um, important landmark. I, I was just looking and I didn't see it. Unless we just can't—is it in the in the front of the ship or on the side?
0: Off the starboard side. To answer Kitschi's question, Paciano Cabrera, the elf, he shakes his head, a little bit of glitter falls out of his brown <laughs> brown hair, <laughs> <laughs> and he goes over to a part of the boat that has sea charts. And he brings them to you all. Party, what would you like to do? Who would like to do a skill check to see how well you interpret the C-chart?
1: I don't think I have anything for that. I could bluff and pretend (laughs) like I know what I see. I feel like I might have a chance at this.
3: Um, Being a fully literate person in this system. um, Yeah, would that be the type of skill I would use?
0: Let's discuss that. Welcome to Lerps, everybody. (laughs) Go
3: ahead and read off the skills that you have. Yeah. So I have um, alchemy and poisons, fauna, flora, and fungi, performance and art, and shadow and illusion. Um, And then we have a thing called feats. um, And I am fully literate, which is kind of what I think might be applied here. Um, and I have magic fingers, so I can cast with a one-handed, uh, standard action.
0: mm mm-hmm. Errol and Drain, what skills do you have?
1: I have unarmed and grappling, stealth and disguise, bluff and fast talk, pickpocket games and sleight of hand. That's one, that's one thing. And piercing. Um, a lot of mine don't really apply to knowledge of maps, I don't think.
2: Mm. And rain. Uh, I also have Unarmed and Grappling, uh, Mundane, Fauna, Flora, and Fungi, Riding and Animal Training, and
0: Earth and Nature. Tell me a little bit about that Earth and Nature skill. Um, I mean, that's like a spell
2: school that is sort of Lerb's version of Druidism.
0: Yeah, so you're very familiar with the Earth, and you could probably understand... A little bit, if I think it's possible, if Kitschy's literacy and your skills at the Earth combined, we can make <laughs> Captain Planet. No, we can So Beautiful. Also,
1: in- I'm sorry. I was just going to say, in this system, they also mentioned that your uh, job or career could play a role. So I don't know if anybody, like highwayman I don't think would play a role, but it could be appropriate.
0: And you know how far distances are because of your history as a Highwayman. <laughs> Rain, go ahead and roll... How skilled are you in earth and nature? Four? Yeah, so roll four die, and your friends are helping you out. Also, Rain
2: has a flaw that is called a so she doesn't understand numbers, so
0: someone really has to <laughs> help her with that, so this is not a skill <laughs> check she could do on her own. <laughs> Thanks to the number helping of the hireman Man and the reading of the names of the literacy... We're gonna overcome your flaw. So one thing you can do in Lerps is you can tell the GM that you're taking advantage of your flaw you're activating your flaw and you could choose to get a real downside now <laughs> such as not knowing the distance at all. <laughs> but then later you get it's sort of like uh, inspiration in D&D, how it's something you're saving up later or a plus one in the... Uh, powered by the apocalypse systems where you have this going forward, you can add something to your future role. So here's the choice for Reign's player. Do you want to activate your flaw and have no idea how far away that landmass is? (laughs) Oh yeah, we can totally reach in a day and it's like a month later. (laughs) It's still not there. (laughs) Or do you want to use your friend's assistance to overcome your flaw and not have the plus one later? What is exactly... I'll look up the rules for what you get later. Activating a flaw...
3: I believe you get one roll with a two plus target.
0: That sounds right. There's a lot of the word activate in this PDF, so yeah, <laughs> that's to be finding it. I'll just search for the word flaw. Oh, there we go. I found inspiration. It's on page 21. Whenever you are awarded inspiration, you may spend it and make any roll a DC two check, which means that a two, a three, a four, or a five will pass if you're using your inspiration. So it's your choice, Rain. Now you know the potential reward. What do you choose? Considering
2: this is the first roll of the game, I will not activate it just yet, and I rolled one success.
0: (laughs) (laughs) One success. On four dice? Yeah. (laughs) Alright. How many of your dice beat the number two difficulty? Oh, so how Larp's works is that there's a ranked difficulty system. If you beat two, this happens. If you beat three, this happens. If you beat four, this happens. So how many of your dice beat the DC of two, which means you rolled a two or higher?
2: Oh, I thought it was—I thought it was a DC of four. Then it's three dice
0: because I rolled <laughs> a one, a five, and two threes. Okay, hold on. Did you beat a DC of two? Yes. Okay, you know that this island is not on the chart. Did you beat a DC of three? Yes. Okay, then you know where you are and are able to get back to Guasso. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Adventure? No, thank you. <laughs> Not today.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, at the end of the day, it might be handy. And number four, did you beat a four DC? Yes. You did? Okay. Well, then... I wrote one five. <laughs> hey. Okay, okay. We are learning the system, you guys. All right, so you know that you're so far away from land that this region of the ocean is actually where four ocean currents meet, a la One Piece. The four ocean currents that meet at this spot are the Guasso Stream, the Counter Stream, the Equatorial Stream, and the Equatorial Counter. Water here travels all over the world. World water. So that's because you beat a two, a three, and a four. You got all the information. Good job.
2: Oh, no. I just, oh, no. (laughs) World water. (laughs) (laughs) Would be real bad if someone,
3: I don't know, poisoned that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a weird thing to bring up at this moment.
1: (laughs) I don't think any of us have plans to do so. Um, GM, when when I saw this structure peeking up from the water, did it look like it was made of blocks? Or was it like one piece of a substance? Or could I tell any of that from the distance?
0: You could tell that you were looking at tree branches.
1: Oh, tree branches. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I, for one, love a good mystery. I don't know about you guys. You guys want to investigate this? It is quite peculiar and
3: always interested in that type of stuff.
2: Well, considering what I've heard from our uh, fellow guild members about the deep ooze, and we just found world water, (laughs) it might be smart to go investigate it.
0: You approach the island. Paciano's like, he yoinks the canvas of the sail. He (laughs) sets the... I don't know how to sail, guys. Is that setting the header? Whatever. You guys are getting... (laughs) You guys are getting towards that that green trees in the distance. You approach the island. Closer now, you are able to see more details. Oh, and uh, there's people on the boat. The sunbathers. The two women. Don't notice. They're like sleeping, possibly. The fairy guy his cheek grimaces as the boat moves his brows furrow like he's thinking about something (laughs) he still hasn't noticed because she's on board the two (laughs) security guards patrol the boat they draw swords and they're ready as you guys head toward the island closer now you are able to see more details perhaps of long dormant volcanic origin the shape of this island is like an upside down ice cream cone, but less narrow. Wide at the base, very wide, and a little bit higher at the center. A sandy beach slopes up to tropical trees. Waves gently lap at the pristine beach with many seashells, the balmy weather inviting.
1: Um, as, as we're approaching, uh, Errol, who actually knows nothing about sailing, is going to say, Hoist the mizzen mast, grease the gibbet. <laughs> Put your backs into it. Paciano's all about the spirit
0: and not about the technicalities. (laughs) So he goes,
1: (laughs) arrr, arrr, back at you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And he's just loving life. (laughs) You do be. (laughs) Yeah, you guys arrived at the island.
3: You're here. All right. I would like to pull Rain aside for just just a teensy weensy moment. (laughs) She was just about to catch a crab. Like,
2: on all <laughs> fours.
3: <laughs> I have, like, a, a quarter staff that I just, like, tap you on the shoulder with while you're, like, crouched down to grab the, <laughs> uh, crab. Um, and, like, I beckon you over.
2: Uh, <laughs> she gets spooked. <laughs> and she, like, <laughs> jumps. But then, uh,
3: follows, like a dog. <laughs> uh, I have just uh, the most minuscule of a uh, question or um, consideration for you. Um how well do you know the rest of the uh members of this party crew? Are well, you familiar with everyone or are these just friends of um Paciano's? That that is a good question. Um so far I've only recognized Patianov. <laughs> ah. All right, that, that is all I, I, I needed to know. I just, uh, Important information for me to keep uh, in the back of my head. You could go back to chasing that crab if you'd like. True facts at a party. And speaking of, <laughs>
0: the woman with the jet black hair gets out a lute and starts playing it smoothly and suavely. She's actually kind of pretty, like hops over the side of the boat, no problem lands in the water, shakes off her hair, and strums her way up to shore and starts playing as people start unpacking. The two volunteer security guards are alley over the side, too. They're carrying, like, a cooler. One of them is carrying a volleyball net, the younger one. And Paciano is also getting ready to, you know, these people are preparing to be on the beach.
1: All right, I will hop down and uh, take a look around.
0: Okay, you are looking at the sand, rain, you are catching a crab. Kitchy, your brother is <laughs> on the beach with the woman with the long, curling brown hair.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And you've heard Tedric say the word Ruby, so you know that her name is Ruby. This is the, uh, the girlfriend. Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he is putting suntan lotion on her on the beach. The two volunteer security guards, you hear Doc say, Trevor. Trevor comes and they both take one end of a volleyball net, you know, and start setting that up. And the woman with the jet black hair's name is Shasta.
1: Oh, I will approach Shasta. And I'll say, oh, it seems you're doing well after the wedding.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Errol, I haven't seen you in a while. You got any
1: requests? Hmm. Do you know any surf music?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> and she's got a voice kind of like Jewel. And she sings and plays the lute.
1: All right. I I want to look around for uh, some stones to make a fire pit.
0: You have found stones and you are assembling a fire pit. Kitshi, what are you up to?
3: Um, I would like to inspect the... um. The flora of this island um, to determine if it has any uh, interesting or unique um, aspects.
0: Absolutely. Roll four dice because that is your skill at mundane fauna, flora, and fungi. And what's your highest dice number? So I'll know what your highest DC you pass. I
3: got two sixes.
0: Holy cow! <laughs> your attention is immediately drawn to a large rock because this is not a rocky beach, and yet there is a large rock the size of like three stories. And that starts us off. Oh, I do need to know where Rain is. Are you on the boat? Are you on the, you're, you're eating a crab, right? You're in the shallows? Yeah,
2: yeah, no, already <laughs> on the beach. Uh, <laughs> caught a crab,
0: having a crab, chewing on a crab. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I never knew what was coming. <laughs> the two guards have swum off the boat to explore the beach, after a quick look around, the younger guard begins setting up a volleyball net. Right, right. Paciano was looking out at this with his hand over his eyes to cut glare. He stretches his arms above his head, the jewelry on his fingers catching the rays of the sun and glinting brightly. Listen, all I want is to live a splurgy, splurge, no nope. splurgy life filled with colors, family, good friends, and booze, and is this the place for that. He gestures around at the teal-colored, shallow water at the beach. White sand slopes up to a palm tree jungle, the branches gently swaying in the light breeze. He puts both hands behind his head, grins at you all, and, maintaining eye contact, falls backwards off the boat, splashing into the crystal-clear water. Woohoo! He yells upon surfacing. Come on in, the water's fine. And you guys did that, so I'm going to keep reading. White sand, palm trees. You didn't even need an invite. <laughs> even in the party mood. White sand, palm trees. There's a very large black rock. There we go. Kitchy has noticed the rock. How far are you from the rock, Kitchy? The distances here are immediate, short, medium, long, and very far ranges.
3: Uh, So I feel like I was trying to approach the tree line, so off the beach, um, and that's where I would stop. Mm. Like Um,
0: medium distance then?
3: So medium distance, yeah.
0: Okay. The rock is mounded, round at the top. It's got olive green stripes on it. It's quite pretty, actually, for a rock. You blink, and the rock's a slightly different shape.
3: When we talk about stripes, are we talking about horizontal, vertical?
0: If you've ever seen a ball with stripes, they curve around the shape of the object.
3: Okay. So like segments. Okay.
0: Yeah. It's like um, straight lines curving around to sh- to show the curve of the, yeah. So oh, and could... they're, they're long. They're like from uh, like all the way across the the ball. Like if you drew an equator line around a globe, they're like that. Lots okay. of lines on this ball.
3: If I continue blinking, does it seem to continuously change shape? Or no. was it just the once? Okay. Just the
0: once. I... We're in blunder.
3: <laughs> I am nosy. <laughs> and not the most wise person. So I am actually going to start just like, for, for two reasons. Trying to avoid my brother, Tedric. Um, and this rock is really very fascinating. Um, so I'm going to start just like meandering into the tree line, um, towards this rock. Um, just, just creeping closer, a little cautious, uh, like paying attention to my surroundings a little bit, but like drawn in.
0: Drawn to short distance. I've increased. have <laughs> <laughs> changed her. So, how movement works for you guys listening is that LERPs has immediate, like things you can get to within a step, short, which is like the distance of a room from you, like very, very close, medium, long, and very far ranges. And you can expend a movement to change one step. From medium to short is what just happened for Kitschi. The rock elongates, stretches, rises up. You saw a rock. But it wasn't a rock. It's a three-story tall leech. It elongates, stretching the shadow of its massive body, blocking out the sun. The leech lurches forward and it latches onto someone in the water. Oh no. Which, oh, that's Paciano. Oh no! Screaming, he's raised, (laughs) kicking and thrashing into the air. I'd like you all to describe how far away you are, as that's how response order is decided in Lerps. LERPS does not use exact measurements of distances. Instead, most interactions are abstracted as immediate. Short. Uh, Paciano is an immediate distance to the leech. <laughs> short. That's Oof. our good friend Kitchy. Medium, long, and very far ranges. How far are you all away?
1: Um, considering I said I was making a fire pit, I would have done that in the center of this little beach. So mm-hmm. I don't know how far away that would be from the snail, but I was hoping you could tell me.
0: You can choose. Immediate, short, medium, long, and very far, I'd say you could do medium, long or very far.
1: I'll say medium because I'm probably done building the fire pit and looking for kindling,
0: mm-hmm, all right, and then in the water, rain, how far are you?
2: considering rain was probably about to bring him a crab leg <laughs> more in the immediate
0: surrounding, maybe I'll give you a short, yeah, yeah, short. Sure. Yeah, you were right next to our dear friend Paciano. All right, that means that the turn order is first Paciano, who will scream, then Kitschi and Rain, and then Errol, and then everyone else is at the very far distance and they can watch, they can expend one movement to become long and then to become medium. All right, let's talk about Lerp's combat. Paciano's up first. He screams. <laughs> Kitschi and Rain... Going forward, which of you would like to go first?
3: I will let Rain go first. <laughs>
0: okay. Rain. <laughs> on your turn, you can do a list of things. There's movement. You can move. You're currently at short. You can move to immediate to do melee attacks on this giant leech. You can do magic from where you are now. You could spend your SPE to like double attack or something or whatever you want to do. There's a charge attack where you move a distance and then deal your damage. It's really fun. What do you do? Can I move and use a skill, like Feats of Strength, to try and grapple him out of the leech, or is he too high up? The size of the leech, uh, let me look up grappling, but in general, grappling for most systems requires you guys to be the same size. I mean, not particularly to grapple,
2: just like either flip the leech or just like... Feats of strength.
0: <laughs> oh, this is a three-story leech. Yeah, so what I'm describing is, this is a... You know how tall, like, house buildings are? Oof. <laughs> <laughs> this is a big leech. <laughs> There'll be no flipping of the leech. Can you flip many tons of weight? Many, many tons. Probably not. So this is Probably a... Not. We're talking, like, it might slurp Paciano down in one bite if it gets in position right in its mouth, which has many teeth. I guess I'll... Attack it. Are you using unarmed combat from page 41? Yes. Okay. You can punch it, you can gut punch it, you can pin it, snap kick it, choke it, and restrain it. (laughs) You can't restrain it because it doesn't have hands. Just Mm -hmm. kidding.
2: (laughs) I would do punch, but I do have a racial feat called claws, which gives me extra damage, I think. Your unarmed strikes deal 1d6. Or additional 1d3 if using an unarmed melee weapon. Crushing or slashing doesn't.
0: Are you the Ruskald race mechanically? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it recommends on page 41. Are you looking at page 41? See the snap kick? Mm-hmm. You would do a d6 of crushing damage plus 1d3 for Ruskalds.
2: Oh yeah, I see that. <laughs> I can read. <laughs> I would do that then. I will do a unarmed combat snap kick. With 1d6 crushing damage and 1d3 extra damage due to my racial bonus.
0: Nice! Okay, go ahead and roll your dice. What's your unarmed combat dice number? Uh, three. Great. And it looks like you're trying to beat a three here to do this successfully. That means three of your dice must be above four. They're all ones though. <laughs> Holy cow! Okay, the problem with ones is they cannot be re-rolled. Uh, so even if, oh my, three ones? Even if you add extra dice with your SPE. Oh my gosh. Well, that was not meant to be, my friend. <laughs> I... Unadopted. Describe what happens. Unadopted by
2: Paciano. <laughs> she has a flaw that's called paranoid. So I guess she would drop the crab. <laughs> drop the crab. Uh, charge the leech, be unsure how to attack it, get spooked by something touching her leg, as you do <laughs> in deep water, and then her black claws would sort of just like... Because leeches are like slimy or slippery, so I guess she would just like not get in there correctly and just kind of like, whoop, maybe fall over.
0: <laughs> that slippery sound, like sliding along the roof of a wet car... As you slide along the leech. (laughs) Wow. Three ones. Yeah. Sorry, man. Next up (laughs) is kitschy. All
3: right. I have a spell called color spray. Being that it lacks eyes, is that going to be a concern for causing it sickness? Okay. That's what I thought.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have any eyeballs,
3: so it cannot get confused by colors. Um, Let me look that up. Right. Do
0: leeches have eyes? <laughs> Not like big ones, but maybe small ones. Do leeches have eyes? Yes. Oh gosh, they have five <laughs> pair of eyes on the head. Aww. Oh.
3: Well. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> Great. That's a fun fact that we all learned today. <laughs> oh. <Whoa. laughs> Color spray works. <laughs> All right. So I would like to Five use times. color spray, and this is the first time I've encountered a three-story leech. <laughs> so I am going to um, bring out the big guns and cast this at fourth level, um, <laughs> which is going to cost ten mana. <laughs> I cast spells by reading poetry, which is lovely. Uh, so. Reds, blues, and yellows, a painter's stroke. Across the canvas of battle, chaos evoke. Distracted and disoriented, they stand as colors dance like breaststrokes at hand. Ooh.
0: And
3: um, in a cone, uh, a bunch of colors just shoot out of my staff. Uh, quarter staff. It's just flavored as my hand. Um, and they uh, will have to resist a dc5
0: my goodness okay that's incredible so to explain to the listeners what's happening in lerps when you cast a spell the targets sometimes resist which means you roll everything's a d6 in this game so you roll a d6 and a five means that they would have to get a five or a six right is that right
3: i believe so yeah because you uh meet to pass
0: yeah meet it to beat it here so the word sick, sick means that there's this, like, list of stats. So what I'm doing is I'm searching. I've got a PDF file, and it says all actions have a difficulty of six regardless of training or circumstance. So that means that when this leech goes to attack, for example, Rain, who's sliding along its <laughs> its body the water or slide. a slide. <laughs> <laughs> or swallow Paciano it's gonna to have to be to six for now and so this there's um classes in some games right like mage barb like fighter and then there's the 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 buff debuff class the support class is not often supported in many TTRPGs but in lerps it's so powerful and strong so uh I'm about to roll this dice, and if I don't, if I don't get a five or a six, all future actions have a difficulty of six. Holy cow! Here goes. That was a four, you guys. Yes. This leech is done for. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, so rain, it just became a lot more okay. <laughs> Describe that. Is that so yeah. much
3: of my energy. Um, so like. Uh, also, lerps tells you that you have to stay. You have to say the words of your spell like with conviction. So I feel like uh, Kitchy just shouts these with like just a bellowing voice um, as uh, they are flying towards the leech. Uh, you see, just like every color of the rainbow shoot out at this leech, um, right in its face. Uh, and Into, I don't it's know, five what does the leash do? It's five pairs of <laughs> eyes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you know who else sees that? Your brother, Tedric. Uh, yep, yes he does. <laughs> oh great. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, Errol, it is your turn.
1: Okay, so, um, the color spray has affected this thing, and you said, what, what does that do mechanically to it?
0: When it goes to hit you, instead of rolling its normal DC of four, which be like 50-50 on the dice... It now has a 1 in 6 or a 16% chance, 17, oh, if you round up, of hitting job. you instead of a 50-50.
1: Okay. So um, I had two ideas, and I don't know which one's better. Actually, I think I'm going to go with one. So for a skill check, it says it's variable in this, and I was hoping to attempt to move and sneak around to the back of this thing, but I don't know if I'm like in its direct view at the moment, or and I know it's a sunny day, so...
0: Are you trying to sneak attack?
1: Yeah, well, yes. Okay,
0: look up the word sneak attack in the book. So it's on page 35.
1: Right, and it says it's a special action. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't cost a standard action because your attack is a standard action?
0: Sneak attack. This is a non-SPE combat move. And it says sneak attack, brackets special, an attack made against an unaware enemy, which this is. It does not see you. It's blinded by the light which has a DC minus three to hit, so that it becomes easier by three. You may perform a sneak attack and a backstab at the same time if you meet these criteria. That means, yeah, you meet the criteria for sneak attack because it doesn't see you. And then let's see if you can do a backstab. SPE combat moves on page 36 has backstabbing. Spend one SPE to do your SPE combat move. And it says a backstab bypasses any bonus Given by mundane armor, such as damage reduction and increased difficulty from shields, for every six in the to-hit roll deals an additional plus two damage on a successful backstab. You may only backstab with melee piercing weapons from behind or if you're flanking them with another ally. So you do meet the criteria to backstab them right now because you're sneaking up behind it, right? Right. You could use your movement to sneak around it, use the sneak attack non-SPE move... And then use the SPE move of backstep. Spend one SPE from your... You have 10 SPE in your pool. How much do you actually,
1: have? I actually have 15.
0: 15. Yeah, you can do this like all day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, would that stack with the uh, rapier's ability, which does a similar thing? Or is that yes. one or the other?
0: Yes. You are a... I love the, the mechanics of this game. You're able to do so much damage when you backstep an unaware enemy. Plus two from your backstab special move. Plus two from your rapier. It's like the sneak attack, you know, of D&D. Okay.
1: All right.
0: Yeah. You're going to get plus four for every six you roll here. All
1: right, so I've got four in piercing.
0: Oh, and by the way, if you mm-hmm. spend your SPE to gain extra dice, you could theoretically spend three SPE to roll two extra dice here, and each six you get on those is going to be plus four damage.
1: Oh, wow. So, yeah, I'll, I'll try that then. So it would be three <laughs> total that I'd be spending.
0: Well, four sp, one to backstab, and three to roll two extra dice. I see. Okay. And then you're rolling two extra dice, and each one of your sixes deals four additional damage, as well as the damage that you're going to roll for your damage pool. So All roll right. your to hit using four, four dice because of your piercing skill, and two extra dice because of you spending SP, so you're rolling six dice.
1: All right. All right, so I got two sixes, so that's plus eight.
0: Plus eight, and now roll your damage, which for a rapier is...
1: Uh, I'm sorry. So just to clarify, I got a six, a six, and a five, which is three successes, but I can re-roll two because I got two sixes, correct? Yes. Not that I need it, but...
0: I think it's a DC four. What's your to hit on a rapier?
1: It's normally a DC four, and you have to have three successes, but mm-hmm. I have weapon focus, which brings it to a three.
0: Nice. Yeah. Errol's character sheet is very well built because of the lowering (laughs) the difficulty to hit things. It's very nice.
1: So I got a total of four successes.
0: And you do want to re-roll those lower dice because your sixes are worth four extra damage. So use your two sixes to roll two of your non-one dice. Because in this game, in lerps, when you roll a six, it lets you re-roll a not critical failure dice. Like a two, or a three, or a four, or a five. (laughs) Exactly those.
1: Right, so... I did re-roll them, but I still have only the two sixes.
0: Okay, so you're heading into this with eight <laughs> extra <laughs> damage.
1: And then I rolled 2d6 for the rapier.
0: Yes. <laughs> you're heading into this with more damage than you could possibly... <laughs> I mean, like, realistically, you're doubling your damage because you're um, sneak attacking.
1: I got an eight plus eight is 16.
0: Holy cow! I'm going to tell you guys, this leech has 30 health, so this single blow... Describe it, Errol.
1: I so it's it's a leech I they're kind of amorphous blobs so I guess I just find the the softest looking part of it and uh, just stab it in there and try to do as much damage as I can
0: all things in life are fundamentally tubes I'm gonna say that that stab (laughs) that stab severed its main like what aorta for people yeah you hit the center tube
1: I'm guessing I'm coated in a good, nice goo right now. Yeah,
0: so. <laughs> when you withdraw your rapier, it just gushes. Oof. And because of how strong that hit was, the leech drops Paciano, who goes, Splash. <laughs> <laughs> we are right. back to Paciano. That was his turn. He His head pops up above the water, and he goes, oh. <laughs> And he starts swimming to shore. Shasta and Ruby... Have waded out and drag him back to the beach so he is safe because of the party members. And then Doc and Trevor, you notice Trevor hasn't moved at all. Trevor is staring at the leech with a frozen expression on his face. Uh oh. And Doc is running towards you from very far away at the volleyball net. He has moved from very far to long. That brings us back to Rain. You have slid across the leech <laughs> like sliding across a wet car hood. What do you do? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I forgot to have the leech attack you guys. Hey, guys, leech should attack you. <laughs> okay, that's right. Sorry. Oh I'm darn. just distracted by how amazing this is. Um, With what, the gushing bloodstream coming out of it? <laughs> <laughs> Why would I be distracted? <laughs> All right. So the leech is going to stretch out and get really, really long. And it's like, wow, it's getting so long. It's, it's becoming thin and it gets some water, and it sucks up the water bulge, passes down the thin body. It raises its leech head with apparently five sets of eyes, and looks at one of you. I'm going to roll a dice to see who it's going to hit with this. Okay. I rolled randomly, and it is rain. That checks out. <laughs> so it bends around to its back to where you're, like, touching it. It water jets you. Now, this is uh, going to be... I'm gonna roll these dice. Enemies have what's called mat, rat, and sat for melee ranged and special. That means that I roll it's it says it's a ranged attack. I don't think I take any minuses for hitting. well, I mean, it can get as long as from from its back as it wants. <laughs> <Does the color laughs> so I roll four dice because of the rat of four. So that's one, two, three, four. None of those were a six, which means it does not do. The multiple dice of damage that it was going to do to you, it was going to do 4d6 damage to you, crushing damage in a beam. And it, it rolled and it didn't hit anybody else with its beam. So because of kitchy raising its DC because it's blinded by the light, it doesn't hit you, Rain. <laughs> Your turn. I feel deep gratitude.
1: <laughs>
0: I
2: was about to become the crab. <laughs> 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 and... I guess I will also attack it again, because I will not let that stand.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's two sixes and a four. So describe what you're doing. You're using your unarmed attack claws. Yes. The snap kick. The snap kick. And that's... So you're rolling your three dice for your unarmed combat stat, and then you got... What were your three dice? How many of them beat a difficulty of three? All of them. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Man, she has all ones or all successes. (laughs) And then you got a d6 plus a d3 for damage, and then how much damage did you do? A two and a three, so five. Okay. It is down to nine hit points. Describe what that looks like, Rain. I attempt the same thing again, out of stubbornness. (laughs) Except this time... (laughs) The claws do go in. (laughs) And it's just a slash. And you leave a long slash mark from your totally human hands.
2: (laughs) From my totally human hands. Very human, yes.
0: (laughs) Kitschi, we're on to you.
3: All right. So I used up a lot of my pool of mana for that last attack. So I am going to try to do something utterly mundane and pull out a dagger. Um, I do not have piercing, so I believe I use my unarmed as piercing because it has the light uh, attribute. I believe that's how that worked with the light weapons.
0: Uh, If we're wrong, the listeners can find out by playing (laughs) lerps themselves. Because... It's like a 97 page rule book, and I don't know how to find that. So, sure. And I do think you should have some non magical attacks.
3: <laughs> yeah, that works for me. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah, I did it with a dagger. <laughs> yeah. I realized I was like, I got a quarter staff and a dagger. And then I was like, I can't actually use the quarter staff because I can't actually ever beat three with two dice.
0: <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yep. Oh my gosh. These dice are wonderful today is two sixes
0: <laughs> Ooh, so you hit with your dagger yeah so you were at the short distance does that mean are you charging or moving
3: i oh what is the difference between charge and move
0: charge is a special move that lets you let me look it up charge 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 a charge enables a character to move their full distance and deal double damage on a successful strike dc plus one which you got two sixes, you might as well do this. You oh. must run at least 15 feet in a straight, uninterrupted line, so you can't do it from the immediate distance, but you, I think you can from the short. Over flat terrain, which is up the leech. <laughs> that works for me. <laughs> you may charge a distance up to your regular movement. Distance, you need to cover a minimal distance to gain momentum. So you will do double damage if you hit this with your DC plus one, which you did because you got sixes. So go ahead and deal double damage. Beautiful. With your char- you do have to spend one SPE.
3: I will do that, yeah.
0: So what's your pool of SPE at now?
3: My pool for SPE is 15, so I'm going to take that down to 14. uh, And I am going to charge that sneaky leech that tricked (laughs) us all. um, And double damage, not double dice, right? Double damage, yeah. So 1d6. Uh, I rolled a five.
0: Holy cow, this leech is dead. Describe what happened.
3: Uh, So I believe that since I am charging this thing, I am taking this dagger and I'm doing like a low stab so that I can then drag it up the length of the leech <laughs> with my as much force as I can muster. Sashimi. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sashimi. Yes. <laughs> Uh, probably not sashimi I would like to
1: eat, uh, but <laughs> are I'm leeches sure, in, Are yeah. leeches in the escargot family? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't think I want to know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the leech rears upward, which exposes the slice and blood splurts out from it in a line, and then it falls backwards into the water with a huge splash that washes over everyone on the beach like y'all get misted by this the teal waters of the shallows and it sprinkles down on you and forms a brief rainbow as Tedric sees you finish off the leech oh my goodness he his jaw has dropped he is i mean for a person who now i'll tell the other players at this point it's hard to get along with Tedric because He hears veiled insults and threats in every word addressed to him. So you can just be trying to have a normal conversation. And then he's quick to anger. His lip will quiver and his cheek will grimace often. So this is the first time you've ever seen him shocked and impressed.
3: Just going to file that away in uh, the back of my head for now. Uh, Something to look back on to somewhat fondly. (laughs) He goes, kitschy? So, Kitchy, upon finishing this move, um, is going to just land back down on the ground (laughs) and uh, dust off their dress a little bit and then just, like, put their hand to their mouth and just pause for a moment. Tedrick! So... Interesting to see you here. Are you a friend of uh, Paciano's? Yeah, I met him at a party our
0: parents threw. Mm. Have you
3: met... And how... Rue?
0: Uh, Ru? mm. He's mm. thinking about, like, because... So... <laughs> He looks awkward. You look, I awkward. look awkward. He looks at the <laughs> the long-haired brunette next to him and he, you know what? I've got here written down that he is despite his noble birth, he doesn't consider himself to be above others and he respects anyone and he's in love with this heir of a family that his family despises. And he goes, "Kitchy, you should meet Ruby."
3: Oh, um well, very nice to meet you, Ruby. Um I, I don't know how much your brother has told you about me. Uh, My name is Kitchy.
0: It's nice to meet you, Kitchy. And she's, like, a human, so she's, like, five feet tall. So she <laughs> walks over. She's got
3: this, like, three-foot-five
0: <laughs> boyfriend. She walks over to you, and you're, like, about the same height. And she, without batting an eye, just reaches out a hand for you to shake.
3: I very gingerly take it and do the, like, very slow... A handshake with like all my fingers grasping her (laughs) hand. (laughs) Oh man. And how did you come to meet my brother? Also at a party.
0: Hmm. My family, I'm one of the Safiosi. And so I was at a really fancy party and I just met his eyes across the dance floor and I just i knew you know and so she like walks back to him and she like picks him up and uh holds him (laughs) 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 and like does a little swirl around like she's used to doing it's like muscle memory she's used to doing this motion so she picks him up and spins once and then like like blushes because she showed affection automatically in front of his sister and but then she looks like decided like this is my
3: guy you know and she's like yeah she Aww. says, "I'm Ruby
0: Zafiosi,
3: <laughs> oh yes, um, I do remember my family does do lots of parties. <clears throat> How are mother and father? Tedric scowls again.
0: he's just like <laughs> his he reverts back to angry very easily. <laughs> he shakes his head, his blonde crew cut, you know, shakes that,
3: and uh, he goes. They don't understand. Yes, that would be an accurate assessment. And you're doing well?
0: (laughs) (laughs) He looks into Ruby's eyes and his anger falls away. And then he looks back at you and he goes, we're going to be okay. That's
3: pleasant to hear.
0: And when did all this happen? And he just like hand gestures like the dead leech, you know, the friends. Rain's got claws.
3: What? Well, no, know. It's <laughs> um, actually a pretty recent transition. I, I don't know how much you've been paying attention to uh, my parents. Our parents. <laughs> um, rumors spreading. But, um, they said you were at
0: what is it they say pregnant ladies get sent to? Camp or something like that? They said you
3: were at camp. <laughs> at camp. Oh. <laughs> well, that is a term that could be accurate for the situation. Um, but uh, fire breathing Kittens, this is a uh, recent um, evolution, hoping to. <clears throat> Fully distance myself from the responsibilities. <clears throat> and she just keeps clearing her throat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he just nods. They're not going to say anything around all these people, you guys. <laughs> they just nod. And he's like, Yeah, I get that. <laughs> you know, like you can see mm-hmm. it on his face. And he's like, You never did seem into it. No, not particularly. <laughs> Makes sense. Well, it
3: seems like you're doing fine for yourself. And you as well, well, Ruby. It was so lovely to meet you. Um, I will let you two little lovebirds get back to enjoying this beautiful beach. Um, now that the uh, threat has been taken care of. <laughs> All
0: right, that ends the scene. Oh, you made up with one of your family members Yay. who didn't really know you were gone. <laughs> oh, that's good love that. <laughs> Frame oh. put her claws away so she's back to being entirely human.
3: <laughs>
2: what? I was always human. Talking about being human. Um
0: can I get some blood out of the leech? <laughs> <laughs> yes, what are your skills? You've got the spell school of earth and nature and you've got mundane fauna, flora and fungi, uh which yes. it, are there any earth spells? that apply to this i haven't read all of them
2: no i don't think so it's mostly just walls making plants talk and
0: earth weapons i have scrolled to page 28 which is the mundane flora and fauna and fungi this skill is the academic knowledge of the wild giving you the ability to know the difference between a dragon a worm and a drake haha errol (laughs) (laughs) and what strange powers these beasts may hold it also enables the identification and gathering of plants, the feeding habits of birds, and what season something grows and where. It can also identify magical I- medical issues with animals and what fungal rot is affecting a tree. If you pass a trivial difficulty of 1, then you will be able to identify a common garden herb. If you pass an easy difficulty of 2, you'll be able to gather plants for alchemical uses safely harvest dangerous and poisonous mushrooms on a medium of three and harvest weird organs from exotic creatures would be a hard four so if you roll your four dice and you harvest weird organs from exotic creatures yeah let's see if you can do it don't roll four ones <laughs> highest dice is a five nice you pass and you successfully harvest i'm gonna look up an item for you and give it to you there's some really cool items in this LARPS book, so I'm gonna give you one of these items and consider it like the thing you harvested from I'm just I'm
2: just very concerned about the blood intake of my histrosin, And I don't think the horse people that I keep trading with wanna have anything to do with me in about two
0: weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give you do you want potions, powders, and more? I think you do. I think you do. All right. I'm going to give you light oil. This is um, a liquid that glows in the presence of the undead and dark magic. And it allows Ooh. weapons to ignore resistances given to undead creatures. And you also get no. numbness salve. So that's on page 51. And then on page 50 is numbness salve. And the effect is that anything that causes pain is instantly negated. Any character that sinks into negative HP but not enough to cause death is still treated as having one, eight, one hit point remaining and thus does not fall unconscious from the pain. It's sort of like making your enemies do false swipe and Pokemon to you. Instead of dying, <laughs> you would drop to one HP. So you get those two items from this leech. And there are some really cool items in LARPs, you guys listening. So enjoy.
1: Um, I would like to go over to Doc and and I would just approach him and be like, See, this is what I'm talking about, Doc. Every time we get together, something crazy happens. I, you just got to keep your head on a swivel.
0: <laughs> man, you weren't kidding. Hey. And he nudges, he elbows Trevor, the, you know, recently growth spurted, possibly alarmingly indoctrinated teenager. And he elbows him. He's been frozen this whole time. And, and uh, the guy, Trevor, shakes his head. And he's like, what? Huh? Oh, man. Like he was frozen. You know how some people go into that shock fear response and he just sits down on the ground and he's like is this what being a guard is like
1: do you know his background doc where where, did you look at his application it doesn't seem like he's prepared for this doc chuckles he's like it's better to try out
0: being a volunteer security guard now than train and like start doing it as a job later and then like lose all this time trevor this might not be for you but (laughs) (laughs) and trevor is um so if anybody is a longtime fan of fire breathing kittens this is the same trevor that fire breathing kittens rescued from dusty deeds and dust busters he was taught by the eckenblim that he was special a chosen one and that servants didn't matter he came Mm. out of that rescued but a real jerk so (laughs) um trevor so convinced that he had the world in the palm of his hand looks a little shell-shocked um, I,
1: I will grab a piece yeah. of licorice out of my container and hand it to Trevor, and <laughs> I'll bend down, and I will say, um, <clears throat> it happens to all of us sometimes. You never know, like, an event happens, and you get you get kind of shell-shocked or, or caught in, in, a, in a light, and it, it freezes you up a little bit. You'll be all right.
0: I'm fine. He, like, doesn't accept your licorice, stands up rapidly, and starts assembling the volleyball net.
1: Well, you're doing a great job, Doc.
0: and some time passes how do you guys spend the next hour
1: i also want to check on mr patiano
0: (laughs) 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 you patch him up you spend the next hour and he's like oh i'm 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 so glad that
3: you all are here (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's um i think what we're we're not being paid for this, are we? This is just a entertainment uh, trip. Fun? Fun time. Um, well, we're typically paid for this, I think.
0: <laughs> he gets a bunch of alcohol from the boat and sets up on the beach, giving some to Shasta and Ruby and Tedric, and is like, I couldn't pay you enough for my life. For my life. <laughs> <laughs>
3: But at least have some alcohol. Don't mind if I do. Um, How are your wounds?
0: You <laughs> <So> guys <laughs> patch him up while drinking. He's patched up. You guys are a bit tipsy. Some time has passed. All right. The leech, very dead. It's <laughs> just kind of floating in the water. <laughs> uh, the waves are lapping up against it. Oh, man. All right. Do we
3: shift down the beach a little bit just to be (laughs) slightly away
0: from it? Just just like put our backs to it. Face this way. dead
3: carcass.
1: (sighs) Errol,
0: what are you doing? You've patched up Pachiana. You've got some alcohol. You're on the beach.
1: I would uh, finish lighting that fire and make sure he has a spot next to the fire where he can kind of dry off a little bit. Yes. Very nice. And I will... I will ask Shasta over and I'll say can you can you play us something kind of soothing to kind of ease everyone's nerves. She plays that
0: hallelujah song that just like says hallelujah a lot. <laughs> 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 Rain, what are you up to? Um put some
2: like once the the fire is done, she would put some like crab legs and stuff <laughs> on sticks on a fire to roast. <laughs> and like kind of pat Patianos uh like back and be like there's i mean
0: you haven't been leached yet
1: <laughs> excellent
0: he he's very comforted by the warm crab i mean crab legs yes <laughs> and kitschy
3: uh being still a relatively new member of the guild i think i'm just uh trying to get to know um errol and rain a little better just making some small talk is not really kitschy's thing um so probably more probing questions about your life and things that have happened in the guild oh do tell (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so, eh, Errol, you keep mentioning that things tend to always go a little haywire uh the guild. Is that something that I should expect
1: going forward? I mean, you know, personally, it. I don't know, maybe it just follows me, but it seems like. <laughs> it seems like th- there's never a dull moment with the fire breathing kittens. That's all I'll say about it. Um, but. They're also good people to have in your corner, so I mean as you saw, we work as a great team, so
3: That does seem to be true. There is quite a bit of skill, um, at the guild. A yes. wide variety of people, for sure.
1: Your colour spray, that was magnificent.
3: Oh, thank you. Um I think this is the first time I've I've pulled that one out of the bag, had to dust off the verbiage.
2: <laughs> it seems quite um Excessive
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well um, Not to Dive too much into my backstory And family history But um, uh, I've had to fend for myself
1: for quite a while
3: I understand that feeling
1: (laughs) I suppose you do It does seem there's a lot of uh, Fire-breathing kittens Who are looking for a found family I know I I personally have
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it does definitely seem that way. Um, It kind of makes sense. A place that's going to put a roof over your head, uh, companionship, money. (laughs) (laughs) We can't uh, turn away from that. So it's been good so far.
2: Someone nice you can return to.
3: Mm, Yes.
0: Sand sprays in your face. (laughs) (laughs) The young volunteer guard in training had set up a volleyball net on the beach. He and the guard with curly brown hair have pushed spikes with rope tied around them to denote court boundaries. They're passing the ball back and forth over the net. The one whose voice cracks, trying a bit too hard and looking frequently at the woman with jet black hair playing hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Who isn't looking (laughs) at him? He dives for a ball and the dive sprays sand all over you three, party. He stands up and dusts himself off, then turns as if to return to the game, not acknowledging that he sprayed sand on you three at all.
3: Kitchy's just going to
1: bite her thumb <laughs> and flick it in his direction. <laughs> um, I, I'll stand up. Uh, Trevor, would you mind trying to watch yourself? You're kind of spraying everybody with sand. Watch
0: yourself. And he goes back to the volleyball game after having insulted you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or tries
3: to. He's like, he turns around. And as he turns, he kicks sand at you. Who? Rain gets up. Seems like Hubris is going to catch up with him eventually. I'm gonna... Rain... Oh, Rain go gets ahead.
2: up. <laughs> Rain would like to go to the volleyball field.
0: Yeah, you're you're within sand spring distance, Rain.
2: Uh, <laughs> talk to, to like, the older bodyguard, who he's a uh, security guard, who he's, like, playing against. And be like, hey, can I, like, can I, like, switch in? <laughs> yeah and then i would like to roll a feats of strength
0: maybe (laughs) yeah let's see that roll i would
2: like to pepper that volleyball into the like
0: sand right in front of him and just do like a (laughs) (laughs) yeah of course but of course first he has to say what i'm playing her she's just a girl (laughs) That is a six.
2: (laughs) 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 Describe what happens. (laughs) Okay, considering she now has to be good at it, out of pure spite, Rain is very fast and very strong, perhaps a bit stronger than your average human, (laughs) despite not looking like that. And she will play volleyball with almost all of her strength. (laughs) <laughs> so when her when her shot
0: grazes the net the net has a hole <laughs> it smokes <laughs> the ball passes right over the top of the net you've left a minor divot in the top of the net and it slams into Trevor's I just gotta say it his face conks him right on his little haircut and his <laughs> eyes roll up in his head and his butt thumps to the sand <laughs> the sunbathers who have settled on the beach laugh The pink-haired fairy, the brunette with the long curly hair, and the woman with the olive skin and jet black hair. All unrolled towels on the white sand. Him eventually waking up, and you guys have passed a lovely afternoon (laughs) on the beach.
1: Errol holds up a little piece of wood that says 10 out of 10 on it.
0: (laughs) Uh, And and Trevor acknowledges, you know, he's like, I'm sorry I sprayed sand on you. At the, at the
2: 10 out of 10, Rain has kind of like a grin on her face that shows like canines that are kind of
0: too long. <laughs> <laughs> a bit too sharp. Ma'am, I'm sorry. Pretty... <laughs> I'm sorry sprayed spread sand on you, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> Keep that in mind. <laughs> Think of the leech next time. <laughs> Suddenly, cries of seagulls fill the air. From various points around the island... Birds alight and take to the sky. Caw, caw, caw.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Something's wrong with those birds. <laughs> My people. Kitchy <laughs> <laughs> cocks their head at that <laughs> statement.
0: <laughs> and Errol Drake is real upset.
1: Oh no. Um, in that direction where the seagulls fled from, do I see anything with the spyglass?
0: You're all looking around, the entire island lurches, your knees bending, and and Kishi's like, ooh, what did Rain say? And the entire island (laughs) lurches, your knees bending as the ground elevation increases in unison by two feet. Water rushes away from a rapidly growing mound in the ocean near the island that wasn't there before. Waves fall off of the newly exposed object, and you realize you're looking at Albeit from behind. But yes, that is the side view of a turtle head. The turtle's massive, for, compared to you guys, but tiny compared to its head, tiny eye opens sleepily as if waking up. The eye rotates and fixes upon the yacht. With a snap, the head darts out and crunch, bites the yacht in half. Uh
1: oh. <laughs> uh
3: oh, indeed. <laughs>
2: Uh, <laughs> I guess we have to get reins for the turtle
1: now <laughs> <laughs> um, this isn't an island it's a turtle <laughs> well that explains why there was a giant leech
3: and this island has just popped up in the middle of the ocean what are we to do to get back <laughs> seems like playtime is over
2: <laughs> we could we could ask nicely <laughs>
3: Do you speak turtle? Only wolf. (laughs) Mm.
1: I only speak duck.
3: (laughs) Oh, interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not the most applicable here.
0: And as they puzzle over what to do next, joining us this time were Rain. Well, that's quite the predicament.
3: (laughs) Kitchy. Well... I guess we're going to figure out how to move a turtle now. And Errol!
1: So if this island is on the back of a turtle, what if there's a bigger turtle underneath this turtle? <laughs> <laughs> the world
0: is a turtle. <gasps> and I believe you had a review for us, Errol.
1: I do. Uh, from A uh, review from Rock Lobster 87 They say, I love listening to all the unique characters and settings. It also has helped me learn new RPG systems like the Spectres and Spurs system. Keep up the great work.
0: Thanks, everyone.
1: Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Today's mid-episode shout-out is from, that is, my old Lee Raven, who says, quote, To my wonderful Jessica, you gave light to my soul. You helped me to be whole. I have felt love for you before, and it will be more and more. Love Matt. end quote, I, that was nice. That was very nice. Ah, okay. You can arrange for us to read your shout out at firebreathingkittenspodcast dot com through our partnership with Buy Me a Coffee. We also have books on Amazon and audiobooks on Audible. And we don't pay to advertise the show, so telling someone about us would really help. Thank you. Welcome back to Larps. Everybody, please roll a D six. I'm gonna roll one and then write down the number. I've written down a number. It's on this piece of paper. They can see me, so they can see that I'm. I have one piece of paper here. What are your numbers, everybody?
1: I got a two. Six.
0: I got a three. And the number was a.
1: I can't see it. Mystery Mystery glare.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I believe you. Oh, you can kind of see (laughs) it. Oh, it it was me.
1: Okay.
0: It was a two. All right. That was a magic trick. Errol, tell us what happened last time.
1: Well, um, Rain invited us to a lovely yacht party hosted by Patiano Cabrera, a merchant, uh, on his, I'm guessing his lovely yacht, (laughs) uh, where there was an excellent bar, although uh, could have used some better staffing, but I'm sure that's not Patiano's fault. So on this uh, yacht, uh, we have uh, me, Rain, Kitchi, um, uh Shasta, a bard. Uh, we have um, a fairy who happens to be Kitschie's brother, it seems. Um, Doc, who is a security guard I befriended in a previous episode. Uh, Trevor, who is a very angry young individual. <laughs> um, and... Uh, Kitchy's brother's girlfriend, Ruby. Um, We set off on a lovely little, maybe slightly awkward party, uh, and encountered an interesting-looking island, which, of course, we had to go investigate, where we started to set up a beach party, and Kitchy happened to see a very strange shape and went to investigate, and it turned out to be a giant five-eyed leech, that attempted to swallow up Pacciano. Uh, Rain attacked it, um, climbed up it, and tried to attack it. And then I stabbed it from behind. And then Kitchy did a rainbow blast that da- dazzled the creature and made it so it was very difficult for it to attack anybody. And then it dropped Pacciano into the ocean while we. Uh, Kitchy went and in like a berserker rage or something, stabbed this thing <laughs> and finished it off. Um, then we returned to our party, made sure Paciana was taken care of, had a little, you know, some RP with the uh, with the brother, Kitchy's brother and, and Ruby. And then um, we all kind of settled down to try and enjoy the evening when a giant turtle head poked itself up from the ocean and we realized that this island is not just an island, but... It seems that leech, that giant leech, was attracted to a giant turtle's blood supply. So, that's where we are right now.
0: Paciano looks around at all the rum bottles on the beach and says,
3: At least we have rum. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you don't seem too concerned about your boat just being snapped in two. What an interesting outlook
1: on life. (laughs) Um, GM, uh, this is something I thought about asking earlier, but I didn't, uh, I didn't notice anybody with a particular tattoo that I've encountered before on this island, have I? You have not. At least not visible.
0: At least not visible. And for Kitchy, what he says after taking that very long chug of rum that he was in, that's why he didn't respond right away, is he (laughs) says, (laughs) he says, kindness is brave. And he hands you some rum.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I will accept said rum and uh, take a little bit of a swig, uh, which will hit the back of Kitchy's throat way too hard, uh, and they will cough up just a little bit.
0: (laughs) There you go! And he pats you on the back as you're coughing, which is not helping. And he says, greet the world with open arms! And he throws his up and then falls backwards (laughs) on the sand. A little drunk, a little passed
3: out. <laughs> well, um, Rain, it seems that your friend is, uh, unperturbed by said situation. Uh, do we continue to party or. <laughs> what is your assessment of the situation? Um, Rain
2: was muttering something to herself. Like, at some point <laughs> she realized something and then she was like. I'm sure this could give, like, more than 10 liters a day. But I shouldn't think. like <laughs> that. But it would be convenient. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, what? Oh, yeah. Uh, um, As much as um, Paciano has uh, taught me <laughs> in life, about life, um, perhaps we should look for um, a way back to shore. Hmm.
1: Well, I mean, do you think it's possible that we could find another boat that might have tragically been stranded on this island at some point? or
2: Possibly. Uh, GM question? Duh. Mm-hmm. When we first found the island, uh, how do you say that on your crow fingers? <laughs> um, Quote- quotation. Yeah, thank you. I know English. <laughs> um
0: <laughs> Air quotes. That's island. The word.
2: <laughs> uh the airquads yeah. island. Um there was like was that just kind of like the shape of it, this like pyramid, or is was there actually a pyramid? Like a temple or something?
0: I wanted to say that it is higher in the
2: middle than it is at the edges. okay. So it was just kind of the outline of the island. More yeah. than an actual kind of like building. Okay. Otherwise it would have been like maybe there's some way to like steer the turtle. In this building, but since there's none, I guess we could look around, try to find a boat or try to commune with the turtle. I mean, it's probably very old. It might know some languages.
1: (laughs) I don't know... So, in the in the past, I've heard stories of people, like, throwing things into volcanoes, and from when, what I saw from the spyglass, this place did seem to be, like, a volcanic origin. I don't know that that means that we might seek something at the peak of this island, perhaps, or...
0: Now that you're on the beach staring out at the turtle head as it, like, spits out the crumpled wood of the boat you realize that the the higher in the middle probably wasn't a volcano dome. It was probably a turtle shell.
1: Oh, uh, I see. Oh,
3: the ahs well, of enlightenment. I'm uh, of the nature of inspecting first. And um, if
1: you would like to take a tour around said turtle shell. I, I think that we should perhaps investigate the island or like look around our our surroundings first and then perhaps uh, plan B will be commune with the turtle alright yeah
3: that sounds wonderful to me
1: alright um, so I'm gonna go approach Doc and I'm going to say "Um, uh, uh, Doc uh, me and the other fire breathing kittens are gonna go do a perimeter of the island uh, I would like to keep you in charge of security here if you're okay with that
0: can do boss and it's as you're talking to Doc and heading out, start a perimeter. That be- I'll do this before I separate you from all the, the NPCs, right? This is probably <laughs> the right time. The waves lap at your feet. That's a bit surprising because they didn't a moment before. Your feet are now submerged up to the ankle.
1: Oh, he's diving. Guys, we're diving. Oh, no. um, I think we might need to bring everybody to the head of the turtle.
3: Or the show. Oh yeah, that, that actually does sound like a decent idea. Um quickly now. <laughs> Tedric Ruby
0: You look over at them, kitchy, and you see them as the first highest wave hits them. The three sunbathers yelp as an inrushing wave submerges them. <laughs> they stand up. Uh, and then the the kid, security guard, volunteer. The sand kicking one is rolling up the volleyball net. <laughs> he's like taking a long time doing it. He's rolling it up, getting all the.
1: All right, Trevor, you stay here and watch uh, after you <laughs> roll up that volleyball net. <laughs> Keep an eye out of all our stuff. And everybody else, we're going to go to the head.
3: Yes, great idea. Trevor, uh, you stay here and everybody else quickly. We are losing our island. Trevor continues rolling up
0: the volleyball net, and you all head... Now, there's water in between you guys on the beach and the turtle's head. So if you're heading out into the water... Which, by the way, the turtle's head, after spitting out the boat, is going back underwater. So that's where you're heading out, into the water.
1: Oh, gosh. Oh,
0: uh, maybe just to the top of the shell then?
1: (laughs) I guess so. Before
2: before we go anywhere, uh, Rainwood, uh, pick up Patiano. And, like, (laughs) fling him over her shoulder like he weighs nothing, and then just carry
0: him. (laughs) He's still conscious enough to hold that bottle of rum. (coughs) You firemen carry him. All right. So where are you guys heading?
1: Is there anything else that looks like it might stay above water, or is it... Are we looking at complete submergence here?
0: The water rises, and the beach is actually gone. You can see the bases of some trees are above the water. And then uphill, there's a lot of forest above you. That is what is above
3: water. I guess we got to head
1: that direction.
3: I would like to do two things. As um, the NPCs (laughs) are being directioned up the uh, top of the shell, um, I would actually like to... um, Can I mechanically fly... Or um, because I technically have human stats, am I gonna jump in the water to get to the turtle's head?
0: You can fly. The turtle's head okay. is underwater.
3: Oh, it's underwater. Okay. Yeah. All right. right.
0: It was like put boat. <laughs> Spit the boat. And then, out. Yeah. Move <laughs> real <laughs> <back> quick. <underwater. laughs> We're taking
3: our time to react. Uh, all right, then We're I like, cannot. It was rather go talk fast. I'm it not. It's not fast, your guys yeah. at all.
0: It was like <laughs> <"Pleh."> <laughs>
3: Beautiful. All right. Then I am not going to try to head towards this head and uh, we'll try to help escort people up the shell for the time being.
0: All right. You guys are running into this jungle. And to describe it, you can't see the end of the jungle. It's quite large. It's a huge turtle. This is an island, you know, basically, except for the sinking.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, If if Trevor really isn't coming, Rain has a second shoulder and she will use it. (laughs) He'd rather (laughs) submerge with the net. She's not going to let that happen.
0: The moment that you walk over to him, he flinches when you're near him. You haven't even touched him yet, and he looks at you, and then he looks at the water, which is up to his like waist now, and he freezes. And (laughs) second shoulder. Let's go. (laughs) Rain is fireman carrying two people. Running up into the jungle. <laughs> all right, and Trevor can start to walk now that you guys are in the jungle. A few minutes have passed, and it's not—you're not in any critical danger right now. You make it into the jungle. The animals are freaking out. In the jungle, like, birds are flying off. Seagulls are like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> to describe the scene around you, most of these trees are palm trees, but a lot of them are not enough so that the sight line does not continue all the way to the sky. You can see underbrush plants, like ferns, and there are banana trees. There are surprisingly some evergreens. It's very interesting. The ground is mostly sand held in by tree roots. There are some animal marks, if anybody's paying attention, in this jungle. The slope is radially uphill, if that makes sense. Like, you can not really tell that there's a curve to this place, but you know there is. It's very large. And to describe the NPC's reactions, Shasta is, you know, for a bard who was just playing hallelujah on her loot, she's not panicked. She's, you know, in the lead almost. You know, she's like, i walking walking uphill now. <laughs> and she's got her stuff together. Uh, as for Tedric and Ruby, their hands are together. They're holding hands and they're making sure that they both get uphill you know nobody's leaving anybody behind here and doc is sticking by errol's side taking instructions and then we have the two being firemen carried (laughs) 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 when he starts to walk now by the way trevor he doesn't want to be held for any longer than he can like he comes to and he's immediately like oh put me down
1: (laughs) then walk (laughs) are there any interesting landmarks up ahead or is it just a lot of forest
0: So far, it's just a lot of forest.
1: Um, I will pause and take my spyglass and see if I can see, like, make anything out in the distance.
3: Leaves very up close.
1: (laughs) It's too thick here, guys.
3: We could potentially take some pause to uh, scale a tree and see if we can scope out anything from above.
1: I would be willing to try, but I don't think I have a particular skill for that.
3: I can't fly. Strong. I can't fly.
1: <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> oh,
3: I could have made um, you fly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you don't mind, could I have the spyglass arrow? Oh, yes, of course. Very large uh, spyglass in Kichi's hands. Uh, they are going to try to fly up to the canopy uh, and look out around this area to see if there's any landmarks of notice.
0: Kichi flies high up in the air, above the tree canopy. Looking out, you see, through the spyglass, water, water everywhere, and not a drop to drink.
3: Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to fly back down. And <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> do you look inward at the island?
3: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Okay. There's a region that doesn't have trees. It's between the middle of the island shell and the head. So it's not the top.
3: All right. Uh, So I'm going to take note of that and fly back down. Well, there's lots of water and a lot of trees, but there is one particular area in which the foliage has not grown in. Um, That seems to be the only thing of note... Although I don't know what we could find.
1: Was it connected to this forested area or was it broken up by water? <laughs> it it
3: does seem like the water is quickly approaching this area, but it is um, within the forested region. Uh, closer towards the head.
1: So perhaps we should head
3: there. Perhaps. I think that is all we can hope for. All right, everybody. um, This way... <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, I'll follow Kitschi.
3: Same here. And I will try to lead them to the best of my ability in that direction. I don't know if there's a similar type of skill for wayfinding or survival in the system.
0: Uh, I mean, you can fly. So you got, got it. it. You're, you're <laughs> fine every now look. and then. You're
3: like, where am I? And you just fly. And then, oh, Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is very helpful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And if you want, um, so your brother actually looks at you, and
3: he looks thoughtful for once. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> What is it, Tedric, My dear, what's on your mind? Do you want me to fly up
0: there, and then I can just point to us, point to it, and on the ground you can direct them? I don't know, it feels weird working with you. <laughs>
3: Well, I would rather not die if, if you are a manual to bet that. Um, yes, that would absolutely be very much appreciated. Thank you, Tedric.
0: And Tedric and you guys both, you're <laughs> nodding at one another. And it's, it's weird because your family dynamic back home. It's
3: very weird. <laughs> this is weird, Tedric, but I, I do like this direction that we're going. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he flies above the canopy and so he's scouting for you and you're looking at him. You both communicate. The direction and because of that you make excellent time you make it before the water has reached this area it's all still above water the only unforested region on this shell is this clearing here beautiful <laughs> now we're not there yet i'm gonna do one more thing uh-oh a stag bolts in front of you guys it has 200 points on its antlers i don't know 12 oh. there's a number it's high <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh animals on the island? How have they survived? Maybe in the clearing. Seems like a very panicked animal
0: so maybe it's running Yeah, it's running around. It's like a it it uh, rears up its on its front hoof paws and goes to like kick you guys. It's like freaking out. Uh, I'm gonna roll randomly. Kitchy, you're distracted but you're leading Same. the group and the deer is coming at you and it rolls to hit you my goodness it does hit you ah it deals (laughs) three crushing damage with its hoof as it basically like freaks out and punches you (laughs) what the heck goodness
3: uh which for listeners is a significant amount of hit points for the system (laughs) (laughs) and especially for kitschy
0: (laughs) deer kicks are real painful and yes you're right that is a clue how is there a deer on this island you guys going to make some logical deductions. And how do you react to the deer kick? Uh,
3: it's coming in again. So I uh, am very much knocked off course a bit. Um, <laughs> and so, oh, goodness. I would like to try to, Ooh, I have, mm, <clears throat> I have hand scratch is a potion, not a potion. It's powder in a pouch. Um can I throw that at the um deer?
0: Yes, describe that <laughs> poison. Kind of I think it's an it itchy right
3: or uh it's a choking powder. Oh gosh.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, sorry, never mind. That one is the itchy one. I do also have a choking powder that I I'm going to use the itchy instead.
0: i are going with the itchy one.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I have an itchy powder, uh and I'm hoping just to like stun it to like Kind of stop it. Hopefully, that doesn't just irritate it more and <laughs> <laughs> exasperate, exacerbate this problem. Um, so it causes uh, the palms of the hands of anyone caught with a ten foot cube um, to itch terribly. Um, it causes if if they were a person, it would cause them to drop what they were holding for two rounds.
0: It was on its on its back legs. Uh, this one looks. A stag may be an herbivore, but they can fight with their hooves and antlers. This one looks terrified, fear causing it to go insane. It had charged you and attacked with its hooves. Now on its back feet, reared into the air, it feels incredibly itchy. It topples completely backwards onto its back, and it's itching on the ground. It rolls up, and it's going to attempt to run away, and probably into a tree. It's not very coordinated.
3: (laughs) (laughs) What direction does it run? Towards the clearing, or... Into the ocean. Is it just... Okay.
0: (laughs) just... Real, not having a good day.
3: Mm, sorry, dear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it runs into the ocean. It's going to cool off and think about things for a little bit there. <laughs> so, you guys have a clue.
1: Rain, um, you have a, some knowledge of animals, it seems. Did that stag seem familiar to a certain area to you, or do you know anything of it?
0: Rain roll for animals. Let's go. <laughs> Six. All right, your highest die was a six. Have you heard of island dwarfism? Was it a very small deer? It was so small it was kitschy-sized. <laughs> 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 mm.
3: Island
0: well, dwarfism is something that happens to species that have lived for a long time on an island. Well, it's um
2: small. It's, the species is usually not this small. Therefore, it's probably been living on this island for um, a very long time, which means there has to be some place that is safe from the turtle diving. Otherwise, this dwarfism wouldn't have appeared on the specimen.
1: That is an excellent deduction. And wonderful news. (laughs) (laughs) If it had had fins, we might have been in trouble. There's more than
0: one explanation for that, guys. Don't get too attached to that hypothesis. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> Any other hypotheses you guys could come up with?
3: It's a baby.
0: <laughs> it has uh, post-puberty markings in the horns.
3: Mm.
1: There is a way to travel to this island. F- no, that wasn't make much sense. it? Is- hmm. The turtle hasn't went under for a very long time. Like... It has been traveling with its shell exposed long enough for this creature to live here.
2: It did try to eat the boat. Maybe it was trying to drink something. Never satisfied. And
0: with some hypotheses swirling around, <sighs> you guys have made it to the clearing. I, I mean, Kitchy probably took a little <laughs> time to recover and then continued leading you all. But yeah, there's <laughs> panicked animals and they're all dwarf-sized and, you know, uh, yes. So... You emerge Mm, into a clearing. The shell of the turtle resembles a stone floor. It's smooth and easy to walk on. There are some ridges that surround a circular region. The design in the shell of the circular region resemble a spiral curling in and in and in to a visible end point of the spiral in the middle two people finish walking from that spiral circle with the ridge in back of it so if you're looking at the circle past the circle behind it you know and in like a half arc surrounding that circle is that raised ridge so if you ran forward you'd hit your knees on it (laughs) um anyway two people finish walking from the circle over to a pine tree the woman is in her 60s gray hair, looking quite strong and wearing leather gear. The man who is shorter than her puts her, his hand on her back and says, we woke it up. Great job, honey. <laughs> she acknowledges him comforting her. He beams and hugs her, his satchels of forageables swaying on his belt. She turns to the tree And, rough and demanding, says, "'We did what you asked. "'Tell your boss to do what they promised. "'Make a task force to eliminate the hunters "'who attacked the village of the wolves. "'Rain, these are your parents, talking to a tree.'" Mom? Dad? Have you lost it? Also, hi. (laughs) (laughs) They turn around and look very surprised... (laughs) Rain also looks surprised. (laughs) (laughs) Your father, Arn, runs over to you. Rain! I'm so glad you're safe. He beams at you, his daughter, genuinely happy to see you. Your mother close behind. It's hugging time. (laughs) It's
3: a wolf hug. (laughs) I don't mean to step in the middle of family affairs, but... Could someone please explain what's going on here?
2: Oh yeah, that would be probably a good idea i mean i've also talked to a lot of things but not a tree before yet (laughs) i mean i'm really glad to see you and everything but also the island is sinking and um we're kind of like on the island and the island is a turtle and apparently you've woken up the turtle on purpose and i guess the turtle was sleeping who are you making deals
0: with on a turtle in the world watered (laughs) your mom hugging you and and like so happy to see you She pulls back from your face and explains, We spoke turtle ease and woke up the island turtle. We're most of the way there. If we can get this island to submerge and take the artifact with it, Bulrog says that in exchange, his friends will form a task force to eliminate the hunters who attacked our village. We can go home again. Rain, we can go home.
1: Yep. (laughs) Could you describe this Bulrog for us? She points to the pine tree. Oh. <laughs>
0: How long have, have you been on this turtle? <laughs> a few hours? How did you get here? Bulrog brought us? Who's Bulrog? <laughs> they point to the pine tree
3: again.
1: Um. Can I and take can... a... I'm sorry. You can go. <laughs> can I take a close look at this pine tree and see if there's anything like... Is it just a normal pine tree?
0: It appears 100% like a normal pine tree until you step closer to it, and you see the pine tree has something carved in its trunk. The shape is similar to a circle, but at the one o'clock position on the circle, there's a comma coming out of the circle, with the fatter part of the comma further from the circle and the whole comma part arching downwards, like a bridge, not a smile. Do you guys have that drawn? Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh does Rain look noticeably concerned
1: about this? <laughs> Absolutely. I have encountered this symbol on an otter who is a very unpleasant person.
3: <laughs> oh. Um and what was that symbol for?
1: I believe it's a guild called the Deep Ooze, from what Lothario told me.
3: Oh, this is the deep ooze that everybody keeps talking about.
1: That's correct, I believe. But I didn't know they had a tree in their company.
3: <laughs> hmm. Well, can the bullrog take us back from whence you came, mister and Mrs. Rain?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ilveby, says her mom. Ilvi. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> Pleasure. <laughs> He said he would once we got the turtle to submerge with the artifact on it.
2: With the... Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, 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 Uh, where, where <laughs> did you put the artifact? Bullrog has it. The tree. <laughs> <laughs> yes? Is it, like, on the tree? Like, in the, in the crown of the tree? No, you don't see that. You don't see... A teapot. The charming <laughs> Chabin anywhere. Oh, that's not good. Why is
3: that not good?
2: It would most probably make the entire sea into enchanted water that when you drink it, you don't actually drink it. And it's like you're really thirsty, but if, like, it's not helping. And then when all water turns into this, then.
1: <laughs> But uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't ocean water, like, you can't drink it anyway, right? Well, yeah, we but, can't.
2: <laughs> but it also flows into, like, sweet water.
1: Oh. <laughs>
0: and it, <it's>,
1: all, <laughs> all water's connected.
0: Rain uses her earth and nature to explain the water cycle. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, that sounds very, very bad. Why are your parents doing this? <laughs>
0: Linnea and Arn, look at you guys, their eyes wide. We we thought it would make the world's water sweet, like tea. (laughs) Delicious. It is a teapot. (laughs) Are you saying that we shouldn't do this? But we could get our village back, rain.
1: So when you brought this artifact here, what what happened to it? Did you see where it went?
0: <sighs> Bullrog has it. <laughs> <laughs> the tree!
1: <laughs> I will dig around the roots. Do I see anything?
0: Bullrog raises his feet. The, the roots lift up out of the ground. And Bullrog moves like 10 feet left and says, Tickles.
1: <laughs> Uh, pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> Please get us off of this turtle. <laughs> Take like a picture for Wiki Roots.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds preferably without the artifact left on it. I
0: have been told, and like the tree kind of like rustles as it talks. It's huge and tall above you. (laughs) To leave the artifact Yes, but by who? (laughs) (laughs) Deep ooze. Hmm. You're stopping us? Rain? (laughs) Rain?
2: Does anyone have does anybody have a lighter possibly <laughs>
0: <laughs> He looks very offended at that the tree lifts its roots and stomps towards you a branch whips out knocking both Linnea and Arne in the torso flinging them sideways and it's approaching rain the tree is approaching rain your parents land on the ground groan and fall unconscious I'd like you all to describe exactly how far away you are from the tree you just threatened to burn, you fire-breathing kitten.
1: <laughs> I, w- I was right by its roots, so I'm assuming it, it like pushed past me to get... Yeah,
0: short. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so immediate would be Rain, who it's about to attack. Short is... My goodness, you guys. Good job. <laughs> short is Errol... Uh, Kishi, would you say you're medium? You weren't quite near the tree? Uh, Medium or short, yeah. Okay. And then I'll put everyone else at long. Alright. So that means rain will go first. Now, Bullrog used their turn to take out your parents. So that means it's <laughs> it's your turn, rain. Okay. Rain the tree burner. Rain the <laughs> druid. <laughs> Rain also is a fire-breathing kitten. (laughs) (laughs) Um let's see.
2: Uh okay. I will cast a spell. (laughs) It's an earth and nature spell. The name is Conjure Oil.
0: Yeah, what page is it on? Sixty. Conjure Oil. I see it. Oh my, I see it. You want to read it for everybody? Yes. So, Conjure Oil.
2: A spray of highly flammable and slippery oil bursts forth from your hands, which fills a short radius in front of you. If anyone crosses it, they fall prone if they fail to resist the spell. If set on fire, it deals 1d3 damage per level.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And what level are you casting this at? Four? Four. (laughs) Alright. I mean, I'm mainly trying to make a slip for now. <laughs> for now. <laughs> I'm gonna roll to resist. I did roll a five. Oof. So that means that although covered in oil, the giant tree doesn't come crashing down to the to the shell. <laughs> what a fun place we're in. And <laughs> it's now covered in oil. Is that the end of your turn, Rain? Yes. Errol, it's your turn. You are a short distance away from it. You could move to do melee damage, or you could cast a spell from here.
1: Uh, I do not have a spell, but I do have some equipment, and in that equipment I have a flint and steel. (laughs) Teamwork makes the dream work. (laughs) I would like to try and ignite this oil. The dream work is arson.
0: (laughs) Episode title.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, GM, is there a check I need to make for that?
0: No. No, there's not. Describe what happens.
1: Oh, gosh. I was thinking that we should just attempt to, like, subdue him, but the oil presented itself, and <laughs> Errol is kind of impulsive anyway, so he just he runs up quickly, digs through his pockets, finds the, the flint and steel, and attempts to, like... Uh strike it on the driest part of or well not the driest part. The oiliest part of the tree in an attempt to set it on fire.
0: The tree alights and takes. Go ahead and roll the two D6 on your turn every turn, Arrow, that way we don't forget. How much damage does the tree take?
1: Nine. Wow.
0: Alright, the tree goes down from three hundred oh, to two hundred and ninety-one hit points. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and Bulrog is from back when I used to play Pidge, the wizard, and that was back when we played D&D. I was a transfiguration wizard, and I awakened a pine tree, and Bulrog and Pidge were friends for a while, so I'm not going to let you guys kill Bulrog, <laughs> but um, you, there are other ways to end the battle. <gasps> yeah, Beautiful. <laughs> used to be my familiar friend, person, uh, yeah, that's Bulrog. It's so useful to have a tree, you guys. Nobody ever thinks the tree is a person. It's great. <laughs> Also you get to annoy people by talking real slow. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that happened. 291 hit points. Next up, if that's the end of your turn, Errol. Yes, that's it. Is Kitschi, who's at the medium distance away?
3: Yeah. So I would like to uh cast some sort of illusion spell. Um how much did I save? Okay, I do still have 15 mana, so I would like to cast an illusion spell at my max level of four. Um, and what I am attempting to do, um, because I really don't have a ton of context, so I am uh, looking for a needle in a haystack, um, on the back of my hand, I want the same symbol that is on the tree, so the circle with the comma to appear. Uh, And to cast that spell, I recite the following words. In glowing rune, a symbol appears, a circle, a comma, an omen of fear.
0: Nice.
3: Uh, And then I hold out the back of my palm in order to try to convince them this illusion (laughs) is of that symbol (laughs) hoping that they react in a way that helps us
0: Hmm. all right so it's sort of like if someone had shown you the fire breathing kittens tattoo Mm -hmm. what would your reaction be to someone showing you a really big fire breathing kittens tattoo
3: uh being new to the fire breathing kittens i would probably like look to them for instruction um And I would stop attacking them, hopefully. (laughs) Mm.
0: Okay. So, Bulrog, being new to the Deepus, will look to them for instruction and hopefully stop attacking you guys. And Bulrog goes, This has not gone as expected. I should get instructions from my boss. And will step, lifting the roots, on fire, not having a great time. Um, Bullrog has tree stride. (sighs) He mutters to himself, stomping into the ocean to wet himself. And he's just so loud that, like, you can't not hear this. He goes and puts himself out with a ts, and then um, you can hear this, which is going to take a while. Actually, I'm just going to say it at normal speed. Boss's plan was to put the charming Chabin teapot on the turtle and make the whole ocean tea. Not to tell everyone. He sighs, disappointed, lifts his roots like feet, and, coming back up the beach now no longer on fire, (laughs) walks over to a palm tree and passes right through it as if walking through a portal. Bulrog is gone.
1: I guess fire isn't always the answer. Wrong. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so that Errol's player knows The tree uh, Has bark skin In this system It means I just tweaked it a little bit That it's only harmed by fire or frost
3: Because you can kill plants
0: with frost too Yeah da, 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 da.
3: <laughs> I would what? like to say that I am So utterly confused here <laughs> Um <clears throat> Why would this tree want to make the sea into tea? I've heard, I've heard ramblings of these stories throughout the guild, but um, someone could please enlighten me.
1: <laughs> well, not all, from what I understand, not all members of the Deep Ooze are bad, but there's one person behind it who's definitely trying to do something evil. I believe, I believe this Bulrog is perhaps being manipulated.
3: Hmm.
1: I don't think Bulrog knows the ramifications of what they're doing. And do we know who this potential boss might be? I, Lotharia might know more. I, I don't remember a name of anyone behind it. I knew an otter named Bakhti who was a member, and I've heard a few other names, but that's that's all I know. I honestly
2: thought it was a, just a random blues member talking through a
1: tree. Not that the tree is, the blues member. <laughs> And, um, Rain, this charming Chabin, I wasn't familiar with that either. You said it was a teapot?
2: Yeah, um, the others have told me that the first few hints they've gotten for this artifact were just teapot. And that the members of the Deep Ooze who, um, have given them that information all struggled with just saying that and apparently um what i've heard also from an artificial vampire <laughs> it um or no he he his his um family had an interesting way of dealing with the after effects of the charming table, but yeah it just makes water undrinkable and you thirsty and i guess at some point you just go mad and die because you can't drink anything so if that happens with the ocean, that's
0: bad.
1: <laughs> well, I hate to be a downer, but we have a more immediate problem at the moment.
0: Oh, yeah. Speaking of, the water that Bulrog <laughs> went to, the reason why it was so close and you could hear him was because <laughs> it's really close.
3: Great. Uh, I guess. No, I, Bulrog, come back. <laughs> <laughs> we, we probably need uh, some sort of... Uh, Strategy for how to di- uh, get the Bulrog not to put the teapot in the water? And <coughs> no, 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 in. no.
0: Bulrog took the teapot with him through the palm tree back to the boss because you were like, go ah. to the boss, get further instructions. Hmm. I but pick they were up... also going to bring us back. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to pick up my parents before they submerge. <laughs> <laughs> the water is not to the clearing yet. But it is rapidly rising. Your parents are opening their eyes, but f- then they're unconscious still. So, like, they're not dead, <laughs> but they're not able to help you solve this puzzle. Because one of the requests for the episode, it was uh, pleasant weather. <laughs> check. Uh, getting fighting off some hater peasants. Check. <laughs> And the last request from the players for this game was a puzzle. So you are standing on the shell of an island turtle that is submerging, <laughs> water, <laughs> rushing up the shell. You've got this unconscious parents. Go ahead and list your resources and figure
1: it out, guys. Is, Solve I, the puzzle. Is there anything more interesting to this spiral that we're standing on? Um, go ahead and draw a circle on your page, right?
0: Uh-huh. At the, I guess, six o'clock position on the circle... That's where the spiral starts, and then it like spirals a bit, and then it ends in the middle. We've drawn a lollipop, basically. And then from about 9 o'clock to 3 o'clock is raised steps of shell, like ridges of shell, that extend up to like your knee.
1: And these raised steps, are they coming from the center and out, or from the outside of the spiral backwards? It's like the circle is wearing a hat. Ah.
0: They do not enter the circle. It's like a back wall.
1: Does there seem can I see any mechanisms or anything outside of the circle?
0: You see trees, you see uh there's a hermit crab <laughs> there's some really confused rats just like running <laughs> there's a lizard species like a chameleon like slowly leaning towards another leaf and like bobbing back and forth
1: <laughs> and this spiral is made of the turtle shell though
0: yes it is it is a design in the turtle shell. And it is between the middle of the turtle's shell, which is higher than you guys. And if you really want to go for your last few moments of air, put me up there. Uh, it's between the middle of the turtle's shell, which is the highest point, and where you know the turtle's head was.
1: I'm at a loss, guys.
0: Yeah, I've drawn a lollipop with a maid bonnet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> with a maid bonnet?
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's about it. There's, it's like a circle in the ground and then sort of like paver stones are around past the edge of the circle, you know, and like higher and higher steps up to like your knee, maybe a little mm -hmm. bit above your knee, actually above Kitschy's head.
3: (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's a very good uh, (laughs) (laughs) measurement tool. Um, (laughs) How
0: many Kitschies would it take?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Three in a yard.
2: You guys really do anything to not measure in meters. (laughs) About a meter. (laughs) About a meter. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yes. (laughs) So I'm trying to remember, there is like a rule about like noticing magic within your spell class. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you would have been able to notice if this was magical. Okay. So that's just like a passive type of thing. I can't remember what it was or where it was. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So it's not. It's um, not
0: an illusion.
1: (laughs) Great. The the groove of the spiral, (laughs) if I were to take my rapier and press it into the groove that makes the spiral, can it go in or is it like dead stop?
0: This is a design on the turtle shell. Like, Pigment, describe where you are in relation to a circle. Picture a clock face. 12 is at the top of the clock, 6 is at the bottom, 9 is to the left, and 3 is to the right, and then there's the middle. Where are you in relation to the circle as you pry it with a knife?
1: I would be where the um, the hands meet and are being held in a clock, like the center point.
0: You're in the middle. What are you doing?
1: I'm just trying to see if this is like some sort of opening or if it's really just... I don't know what I'm doing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, describe describe your actions.
1: I was just trying to work my rapier into the gap where the start of the spiral is to see if there's, like, an opening there. Or, like, like is this a spiral that, like, is made of something that has... Oh, gosh.
0: You scratch it with your rapier. Scratch. Scratch.
1: All right, guys. I think we should go to the top of the shell. <laughs> All right, guys.
0: I think we should go to the top of the shell. <laughs>
3: Oh Echo. Is that noise coming from somewhere? Only Errol heard it.
1: Oh okay. I will I will lean closer to the etching and, and say something again. I will say hello. Hello. Is it louder?
0: No. Echoes are inherently quieter. Are the stairs movable? No. Rains right? over by the stairs pushing on the pavers.
1: <laughs> are these stairs
0: movable? she says, and no echo happens.
1: So there's definitely an, a hollow point here, but I don't know how any clue how to open this thing or. So there's
0: definitely a hollow point here, but I don't have any clue how to open this thing. Or. Uh,
1: magic, so... magic people, magic this thing, please.
0: Magic people, magic this thing, please. You guys can't hear the echo. Yeah. You just hear him say, "Magic people, magic this thing, please." It's definitely hollow.
3: So I'm gonna go over by Errol.
0: You're now in the middle of the circle.
3: All right. What
0: was it doing, Errol? What was it doing, Errol?
3: So I hear that now? Yes. Okay. Does Errol hear that? Yes. Okay. Oh, um...
1: Oh, That's um,
3: odd. <laughs> that's odd. <laughs> what if I start, like, going... Following the spiral outwards, and I continue talking? The moment at... you leave the circle, yeah.
0: it stops echoing. Okay. Rain, your friends are walking around the spiral circle, saying weird things, muttering, like making clicking sounds. Pushing at the pavers has not done anything.
2: <laughs> okay, so none of them are like, they don't move on the shell, and they don't, you can't like push them in. Correct. Okay.
0: Rain, will technically, also they are go... shell. They're ridges.
2: Yeah. Then Rain will also go
0: to the middle and they'll go around. Hmm, Fibonacci. Almost. <laughs> Your words echo back to you now that you're in the middle. Hmm.
1: I would like to... I have a net, GM, and I would like to find some rocks and collect them in this net. Okay. Are there any around? Y-
0: yes, there are rock. Wait, why would there be rocks on it? No, there are no rocks. Because this is a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it for a second. I was like, mm-mm. There are no rocks.
1: <laughs> Perhaps large wooden limbs.:
0: Yes, there are large wooden limbs. Kitchy, Tedric has something for you. Kitchy. Uh, yes.
3: Tedric. What is it?
0: There's a second one of these. a clearing. I can see it now that
3: I'm over the curve.: <laughs> Oh, um, how far off? Just all the way over on the other side. On the other side the same
0: place as this, but on the other side.
3: So the back of the turtle.
0: No, no, like uh like two ears maybe? Like on the other
3: Oh, so not too far from here.
0: Not too far from here. Also closer to the head. Yeah, not on the back side. Between the
3: center of the turtle and the head. Alright, um Errol, uh Rain, why don't you two stay here at this center spiral thingy? Um I'm gonna go with my Brother, uh, over to the other one, um, and we'll see if that changes our situation in any way.
1: <laughs> just just listen for our burbling screams of death as we're
3: traveling.
2: <laughs> can, I, can I try something? Yes. I would like to cast Speak to Animals.
0: Yes. And I would like to ask the turtle. Wait, let's see if it's successful. <laughs> There's a spell, right? yes alright let's read that spell to me I've closed my rule book. speak to animal you grant
2: the ability to understand and converse to animals not every animal has something useful to say or even the predisposition blah, blah, predisposition to tell you this can also enable you to use an animal as a messenger mm. oh, okay but I can't just talk to it because I would also have charm animal um do you remember how to upcast spells? yes i'm just pondering because charm animal is you can make an animal regard you as a friend or at the very least indifferent more exotic animals may require a higher dc so now i'm just pondering do i try and charm it but get a higher dc but then be like hey can you maybe come back up or do i cast speak to animal and have to just ask it (laughs) without it oh In in Speak to Animal, if you upcast it, you can actually... Every level increases the animal's disposition towards you, and upcasting it to level 4 is neutral to actively helpful without a reward. Yeah.
0: So what do you do? I would like to cast Speak to Animal on rank 4. Describe your Speak to Animal spell. What does it look like? Your friends are kind of wandering away from the clearing. Kitschy's like going to the other clearing... Arrows stabbing furiously.
2: <laughs> what do you do? Hey, wait. That maybe don't. If you keep stabbing it, you might get a lot of earwax on your rapier, So maybe not. <laughs>
1: okay, I'll I'll stop stabbing.
2: I think that's its ear. <laughs> she would. Let's be dramatic. Let's be magicy. Um, she would do some. I mean, druids are chill. She would maybe meditate on the turtle for a little bit, like touching the shell, kind of getting the vibes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then after sort of being like, okay, I think I know this entity a little better now. um, She would like draw something maybe like on the front of her throat and then sort of like, squat down next to the ear, like, in the middle, and, um, say in, in knees, (laughs) (laughs) turtle Um, so, so sorry to bother you, but, um, could you perhaps maybe, uh, ascend back to the surface? Or else, um, me and my friends will all drown, which I would like to avoid.
0: Thank you. (laughs) Sorry. I will roll a dice to see if the spell worked. It succeeded!
2: Because it's a
0: resist four, right? I
2: think.
0: Yeah! And this turtle is now helpful without a reward. <laughs> this turtle is now helpful without a reward. It stops submerging. Yay! Yay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> In fact, the beach is back. And... After some time has passed, for you guys' whole stress level, like, <laughs> the clutch to the chest and the deep breath out. The beach is back, although a lot of the sand has washed away. Out on the water, white sails like clouds in the distance eventually figure out there's an island here and get closer and closer. An ocean galleon approaches. The cheers and happy hellos of the crew of the galleon as they marvel at the beautiful island... They soak in the shoreline of palm trees whose fronds whisper promises of relaxing vacation. These remind you of yourselves when you first sighted sighted this island. You're rescued. Yay. I mean, I would have maybe asked the turtle to bring us closer to shore also. (laughs) Yes. Take us to a shipping lane. (laughs) So, I have two epilogues for you guys. Is there anything you would like to do before I read the... The two epilogues, one of which happened and one of which did not.
3: I would just like to congratulate Rain on that fantastic yes. savior.
1: Uh, Errol is profusely sweating at this point. He's like, Rain too. I'm, I'm glad you figured out that was an eardrum.
3: Yes, um, stabbing it was probably the worst idea. <laughs> I really,
2: I really have to apologize to the tree. I just thought it was a medium for a
3: manipulative evil person. Well, we didn't turn the ocean into tea, so <laughs> at least there's that. that. Santee.
0: <laughs> all right, I will read you guys the epilogue. If they helped the Deep Ooze distribute the Charming Chabin to all the world's oceans. Oh no. <laughs> it would have read, uh-oh, bad news. <laughs> The Charming Chabin is an ancient artifact that makes all the water that flows through it undrinkable to all creatures and eventually long-term even to plants. It does not, sadly for Bulrog, make delicious tea. And you helped the Deepus get that teapot in contact with all the world's water. Because Bulrog would have been like, I'll stay here, I'm waterproof. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, um, (laughs) so he would have stood there and... uh, and there would have been this is not what happened there is now a ticking time countdown on how long the world has left before all water that comes into the contact with that ancient relic becomes completely undrinkable ending life on this world as we know it but do you want the epilogue that actually happened
3: yes please sure
0: (laughs) (laughs) great news this is the good ending you did not help the Deep Ooze distribute the Charming Chabin to all the world's oceans. The Charming Chabin is an ancient artifact that makes all the water that flows to it undrinkable. Because you thwarted their plan, the Deep Ooze will have to try to end the world another day. Great job, heroes! <laughs> Yay!
1: Yay. Oh. Joining us this
0: time were... Errol.
1: I'm not a very good swimmer.
0: Slitchy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was incredibly stressful.
2: And Rain. Framework is arson.
0: (laughs) Bye. 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 Have you heard of Feed Your Business with Love? This podcast supports women entrepreneurs through the self-love journey, where you'll learn to enjoy your life in this current moment and build the business of your dreams. Because building a successful business all starts from within us, and at the core is self-love breaking the norms of how we are told to, quote, do, quote, business and podcasting. No stiff how to do it here, just how to get in flow and have fun in your life and business again. Owning your own business should be built on your own strategy that feels good to you. This strategy can look like no one else's and still gain massive success. This podcast will be talking about and talking to guests about all things related to loving yourself unconditionally and how that is the key to helping your business grow. How to stand in your own power and be paid top dollar to be you. Self-love is the key to owning a business or being an entrepreneur. Once you love, trust, and own who you are, the possibilities are endless. Check out Feed Your Business with Love, a podcast.